It's the Mad Music Podcast. It's your girl. It's, you know it's your girls. Michaela, Ama, and Dami. Hey. Oh, Lord, we have made it. Hopefully. Never, 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 never. <laughs> Gotta work. Um, yeah, we're from home as normal as usual. Y'all know the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, y'all hope y'all praying for me out there. Hoping I get a job. Amen. <laughs> so get yes, back in the prayer studio. warriors, prayer warriors, prayer warriors. <laughs> exactly. Listen, okay, we're not gonna be to our chokeholds. <laughs> Formalities out the way. Y'all already know how we feel about each other. I'm gonna tell y'all my chokehold first. Okay, I'm gonna get this through. <laughs> my chokehold is "Can You Get Away" by Tupac featuring Anya Pinto, and I first Ooh. heard this song. Mm-hmm. I first heard this song on an episode of Bel Air, where the character mm-hmm. Jazz is like dancing to it in his record store, and I was like, "That's Tupac in the background, ain't it?" And Sure enough, I found the song and I was like, this is a nice song. So yeah, it has an interpolation of Maze featuring Frankie Beverly's Happy Feelings. And um, yes. And apparently the song is about Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Uh, really? How, yes, how he basically like in the song he's um calling a girl and telling her, like, can you get away like from your man? Like, I don't want you to be with him, type of thing. And he's like, you know, I see your face. I see your eye. Why, why you got sunglasses on and this and that. And hmm. yes. And p- apparently he was there when she burned down the house. He came and picked her up after. I did not know that. Yes. Uh, Andre Rison had had an interview about it. And he was like, oh, uh, yeah, he was the one who came and picked wow. her up. And saw him in the limo and everything. Ooh, and I was like, I was like, what? But according to them, according to. Uh, left eye their their relationship was just like platonic it never went romantic even though she was like attracted to him and they were mm-hmm. very like similar mm-hmm. i mean they were even gemini's um they're both gemini's so sounds, like we're very very similar yeah. but um tupac was like no like we can't be together like it would be, he probably is like it would be too much for both of us if we were to, yeah. to be together but they had a good like friendship Hmm. As he seemed to have with a lot of women. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, wow. I mean, <laughs> wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> that would have been quite the relationship, though. Would have been quite yeah. the relationship, but Ooh, boy. I, fe- I heard that he's not. The- I guess he's the knight in shining army to some women. I mean, I know Tupac has a, a checkered past and was in jail and all that, but yeah. a lot, a lot of women call on Tupac to get them out of certain situations. So well, they clearly nice. know something that we don't know. Yeah, mm, maybe. What about y'all? Right, y'all what knew. have y'all been listening to? Um, well, oh, we don't have much time. I'll be quick. This is a, tri- a tribe called Quest. This is yes. electric relaxation. This is probably one of my favorite songs from them. Yes. Keep calm. Nice ninety three from their uh, third album, Midnight uh, Mara, and. Uh, <laughs> And you know it's a chill song, it's a cool song. Like Q Tip just rapping as fine as he could be. RP to Five Dog. Yes. Um Five Dog as a lyricist, he's crazy. Like I, I like a brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, and Haitian. Haitian. Name is Five yes. Dog from the Zulu Nation. Zulu Nation. <laughs> yes. Yes. That Joker is crazy. I heard one of his oh. rhymes. I said, <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, lyricist for real. 
there's this yeah. for real so but he, yeah for real and then I even love the sample like they sampled Ronnie Foster's uh, Mystic Flow and mm-hmm. that alone is like you need to calm down you need to smoke yeah. a little fun you want to relax before bed it really is going to do it for you so okay shout out to the Waynes Brothers so that's how I found yes. out about that song yep <laughs> mm-hmm. yep so that good. show yep, mm-hmm. yep. So what about good. you Alma well we keep it we stay with the rap the rap uh, genre um, so Macho Cold is um, All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Um, and this song just does something to me. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. But honestly, when, when SZA says, I did it all because it felt good, I wouldn't do it at all if it felt bad, better live your life. We're running out of time. You better sing. I know that's right. Like that hit different because it's like live your whole life, baby. Like yeah, we, yeah. we don't have much time here on this earth. So while you are here, do what makes you feel good and live your life. So that's been it's been hitting me a little, a little different, a little harder these days. But yeah, I've always loved yeah. that song. That's a beautiful song. I remember like the uh, ending credits for Black Panther and the song came yes. on, and like it was just it's so beautiful. Yeah, yes. just the beat and then the picture while mm-hmm. the credits were rolling. Like it was yeah. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me what you're gonna do to me. Yes. Yes. Oh. Everything. Oh. Was nothing new to me. Well, all right. Let us know what y'all been listening to as usual. Yeah. Shout it out, and you know, next segment—a segment that we talk about every now and again when y'all send us stuff. We got the. We got a couple put on. <laughs> uh, first put on is Chase Shakur. He's an artist that was recommended by Viv and her brother, who is actually his producer. He produced a few of Chase Shakur's songs. Oh, wow. Um, yes, I believe her brother's name is Collins, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I think he goes by Roos, but Viv, correct me if I'm wrong. But he has produced some of his songs, um, which we love to hear about siblings doing their thing, like, especially in music, of course. I would say if you like Brent Fayez and R&B singers that are like Brent Fayez, you'll like Chase Shakur. And I would recommend listening to X's and O's and I Know You've Been Lonely, which was produced by her brother, I Know You've Been Lonely. And then he also produced 143 and Cascade, which is on the It's Not You, It's Me album. So okay, okay. Yes, I'm gonna yes. listen. I'm gonna listen. It's Chase good. He's Shakur. good. Chase Shakur, um, not related that. to Tupac. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna ask that, and I was like, you know what? I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I didn't see that anywhere I was. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think. Is he, he from is. Cuba? <laughs> Atlanta and Atlanta and and Tupac was in Atlanta for a little bit. So stop it with the conspiracies. <laughs> well, okay. The next yeah. one comes from. This is Dami's friend, but she um, hit us up on our Instagram. Um, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but it's Rashmir. Rashmir! Thank you, Dami. Best friend from high school. Yes, Dami's best friend from high school. Shout out to you, girl. Thank you for hitting us up. Um, She recommended this uh, group. It's an English band, or they're considered like a music collective. Um, It's called Jungle. And she said she's Uh going to go see them in September. And Jungle is um, composed of two musicians, Josh Lloyd Watson and Tom McFarlane. Um, And they're like 
they're true music musicians. They're like people who are more about the music than being a celebrity or famous. Um, okay. She did describe them as like a neo soul funk type of band, and then like obviously I was sold when she said neo soul. I was like, let me let me actually Listen, check them out. So she sent us a couple of videos, and yes. I don't think they show up in the videos, but they're like dance videos, and mm-hmm. um, it, I would describe their music as like the type of music you would hear on the back of a commercial of somebody dancing mm. and showing mm. the product off. Like the old oh. Apple yes. iPhone product commercial. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But they're really good. It's like new disco, dance, neo-soul, mm. funk, all that. Um, and I would recommend the songs Domino's and I've Been In Love. Very good songs. Yes, of course. We appreciate that. Thank y'all for um sending us some put ons. Yes. <laughs> yes, thank you guys. I'm gonna listen right. to at least two songs. Okay. <laughs> On to okay, the musical I'm mess. We <laughs> don't like liars. Wait, first of all, <laughs> liar. I'm gonna listen to it. Keep it up, keep it up, and you got you gonna be frozen. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you already froze, baby. You froze within the first 20 seconds. I didn't. You did. No. No, no you didn't. You did. I didn't, you did. I didn't okay. see myself frozen. I'm about to say, Dobby, back right. me up. Musical mess. This was brought to our attention in the form of a misspelled tweet that Dami sent us in the group. Oh, wait. Um, XXL magazine titled a report. Quavo on yacht during possible armed robbery in Miami. It was actually Wait, an armed robbery. I'm not laughing at that, but... The Miami Beach Police Department reported that two men on the boat became really aggressive towards the oh captain and crew, and they were informed that their time on the... When they were informed that their time on the boat was almost up. Cornell Whitfield and... Oh, Lord. I think his name is Anthony Workinay. Oh, Lord. Demanded <laughs> refunds and made verbal threats. The captain said that one of the men threatened to kill him and throw him off the boat and even went on oh. to remove the captain's wallet and phone from his pocket. Yeah. Basically, I'm the captain now. That's a, a, rep, a rep for Quavo told Page Six in a statement, to be clear, Quavo was not mentioned in the police report narrative. Not only was Quavo not arrested, he is not even listed as a witness to any alleged dispute. Police later let everyone go and Quavo and his entourage left and no arrests were made at the time of the incident because there were so many conflicting statements. So. Boy, oh boy. I did uh, see that they had him like detained on the I boat. I saw that too. I saw that, yeah. But I guess they were like. Uh, did they just detain everybody on the, bo- on the boat? Like, I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just like control the situation, I guess. Of course, of course. But yeah, I, I, let's. I just pray that Quavo is no longer in dangerous environments or environments where he's at risk of danger. Like I Ooh, just hope that he yes. can just move yeah. a little, little safe, safely or whatever. And yeah. so I, I don't know. I don't. It's not very clear. Like what was what, but I just hope that he is not in these environments where he's in danger anymore. Yeah, I agree. Cause he he's been through a lot. Clearly, we know mm-hmm. what happened yeah. with with his family member, and also 
yeah. rap teammate. Um, but then just in hip hop in general, like <laughs> in hip hop in general, you just have there's been so many deaths of like young rappers, yeah. and it could, a lot of them could be avoided. Um, and most of the time, it's because people just know where they are. Yeah, yeah. They could they can look jealousy. up the clues and and jealousy and yeah. um. So yeah, I just hope this is like one of his signs to be like, all right, I need to like tighten up. Yeah. I think that goes with like it's a it's about who you surround yourself with. Yeah. And birds yeah. of a feather flock together type of thing. Like I I think a lot of superstars, artists, music artists have gotten in trouble because of people they surround themselves with that yeah, are not necessarily their friends. They're yeah. not and they're not really their entourage, but they're just people like hangers on. Like or like, hey, like we we were friends for a little bit, and then, yeah, you know, you think that you should always come around or be around type of thing. So that happens a lot. But hopefully, yeah, he gets it together and yeah. tighten up, like you were saying, Dami. So keep the crew tight, man. Wish, wish him the best. I'm glad that nothing else came of this. Right. And yeah. That he was let Absolutely. go. Thank God for that. Thank yeah, this could have been a lot worse. So it could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, let us know. If you got any musical mess, I will report on it. Yes. <laughs> Send it to That's me because I don't like looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Uh, all right. Well, today's hook, um, being that um, it is hip hop's 50th anniversary this year, yes. we thought it'd be pertinent to, yeah, this was a good idea from Ama. You know, we have our 50th episode coming up, so why not talk about hip hop's 50th, you know, bring it all together. Yeah. And so our hook today is. Oh, naughty by nature. Well. Do y'all know exactly like when hip hop was what the beginning of hip hop is? 73. Oh. All right. So I was asking Alma, what what was the date, Alma, of hip hop? Um, I don't know the month of the other day or the day, but I know it was nineteen seventy three. The historian don't know that? And, and it was and it was and it was in the Bronx. It was in a rec center. And the the invites went out on like this little white piece of paper, and I think it was DJ Cool Herc or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so you know what the invite looked like. You don't know the date. <laughs> it's on the invite. Did they, did, they, did they use bubble letters on the invite or something? Yeah. <laughs> but by Dami, I remember yeah. everything but the date. I think that accounts for something. You you got it. Yeah. No, August eleventh. August 11th, ah, 1973, DJ Cool Herc threw a back-to-school party for his sister at the school. rec room of their apartment building in the Bronx. So yep. the Bronx is the birthplace of hip-hop. More <laughs> specifically, the building is at 1520 Cedric Ave. Yes. So he tried something different at the party on the turntable he had. He extended an instrumental beat to let people dance longer, and then he began emceeing during the extended breakdancing. And thus, hip-hop and rap was created. Wow. Wow. They probably they probably didn't realize what they were doing. At Just all. having a good time. Experimenting. Yeah. Oh, it's like a it's like a block party. Like, hey y'all come through. Yeah. Yes. So now yeah. we know the beginning of hip hop. What was y'all's introduction into hip hop? As, as Sanaa Lathan would say in Brown Sugar, say, when did you fall in love with hip hop? <laughs> love of Brown my Sugar. Life. You are my friend. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I guess I'll go. 
Um, when were you I introduced was, to hip hop, Mama? So, huh. yet again, yet yeah, again, you know, man, you know. Give, I know I gotta give credit to my brother, Chris. <laughs> so, Chris used to play a particular song every morning before the on, before school and on our way to school. My mom had a band. He used to sit. He used to bring a, like a handheld radios, like a big like the big long black radios <laughs> with the tape and the CD, like whatever. He used to bring that in the car with him, little portable uh, radio. And he used to play this song called Soldier Rag by Juvenile, of course, every morning to school and from school. Like he would play it over and over again. And he would just pop the pop the tape on, rewind it and replay it back to back to back. <clears throat> and it was so funny to me because my mom would have gospel on at the same time, but it, it never stopped him from playing Soldier Rag. So um, come on, generation perfect. clash in the car. Listen. Right, and I was only five, so that was '97. So Soldier Rock came out '97, and that's when he was playing that song, and that was my that was my first intro. I just remember hearing time and time again: "Is you a paper chaser? You got the block on fire, remaining a G until the moment you expire. You know what it is to make nothing out of something you handle your biz, and don't be crying. And it's something. So people back home, I know, I know y'all felt that, ain't y'all? So I know y'all felt that, ain't y'all spirit? But yeah, that was that was my first like. Earliest memory of hip hop was when I was in nineteen ninety seven when I was five, listening to my brother play Soldier Rag back to back. What about you, Dami? Um, definitely my mom. So I may not have like a specific year that I was introduced to it, but I just remember a part of her playlist of what she plays every Saturday morning when it's time to clean up. <laughs> she will always play the song or well, two songs actually. One of them was Rapper's Delight. Oh wow. Mm. <laughs> Rapper's fucking delight by Cool in the Gang, and if y'all know about no, that song, yeah. first of all, that song is long as fuck, and mm-hmm. she can rap the whole damn song. Wow, that whole like six seven minute song, she can rap it through and throughout. And like it's you know, I guess we'll talk about it later, but it's an iconic song, probably one of the the first hip hop yeah. songs that kind of became big, um, became mainstream. Um, and then the second song was "The Message" by mm, Grandmaster Flash of course. and the Furious Five, and she will always rap the don't push me cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to move my head. <laughs> so my yeah, same. My mom, for sure. I think my mom put me on everything, all the most of the music that I listen to today. But she definitely introduced me to hip hop, even though hip hop wasn't like her go to genre. She yeah. definitely was like blasting what she loved of hip out of hip hop. I mean, she loved Ice Cube. She loved Tupac, especially California Love. She loved that. She loved that song. It's I can't remember one. the exactly exactly which the first song she she um, made me listen to with her, but I do remember like Bone Thugs and Harmony and like mm. Crossroads. That definitely yes. had an impact on me. <laughs> And especially the that video. Oh my god, you used to scare the shit out of me. That was scary. Scary as fuck. Girl, what? And we used to sit and watch like MTV videos and stuff. So that definitely yeah. I used to be like, what is happening? And she'd be like, bom, 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 bom. I'd be like, mom, stop. It, it was scary for a child. But yeah, she definitely showed me the same songs as Miss Selena, The Message by Grandmaster Flash, Furious Five, Rappers Delight. Yeah, definitely remember her telling me that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yes, really, really good songs. Um, 
All right, let's get into the music. Now we know some of the beginnings of rap and our introduction into rap. Y'all want to go mad order? Y'all want to do whatever? You, you want to go ipsy? I don't think we've done mad in a long time. All right, oh, let's do mad order. Classic. All right, I'm gonna go chronological order um, because mm. we're doing hip hop songs for the first 25 years. I meant to tell y'all that from the first 25 years we're doing. So part one is going to be from 1973. Ooh. to 1998. Okay. Oh, I thought you were saying you chose the song from the 70s. No, 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 no. I was just telling people the day that we're starting with. I'm a don't start. Relax, I'm like, oh, really? Relax, I'm <laughs> She was ready. You got real happy. She got real happy. I was. My first mm. song is It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy mm. Rock. <laughs> Hit it. I want to rock right now. I'm Rob Bass and I came to get down. I'm not <laughs> this was produced by Easy Rock, William Hamilton, and Rob Bass. Um, I think my mom mm. has a special song with all of her kids. So, like mm-hmm. for me, of course, Fairy Tales is something that she always played when we were together. Mm-hmm. And this song was specifically for her and my brother, Michael, who she affectionately calls Sonny. So my bo- my brother was born in 87. The song was released in the summer of 88. He was her first child. They spent a lot of time together, especially when my dad was off in the field or he was like in the war and all that good stuff. But she would rap It Takes Two to my brother. So that Aww. was like their little song. And I, <laughs> I remember like her, that was like the memories that she would say about the song. And she would be like, yeah. Oh yeah, and like all his, all his like birthday posts, she would talk about that song and stuff like that. But and sometimes oh. she would play it around the house when we got older, especially like during his birthday. And she would like play, and she'd be like, "Yeah, Sonny, it takes two. Uh. <laughs> so I love that. This is one of my favorites because of my mom. Um, so yeah. it's from a Harlem duo, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. They created this hip hop masterpiece. And then they added that amazing sample by James Brown, the James Brown produced 1972 Think About It by Lynn Collins, mm-hmm. which my mom also played that version as well. Um, and she played it out. We used to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Sometimes it felt like she would play the the Rob Bay song and then the Lynn Collins song. We'd be like, when does it take two going to stop? <laughs> I'm tired of here. That's how you're hypnotized. <laughs> yes, pretty much. But this is the best use of the sample, if you ask me. And I mean, this song was like my introduction to the sample as well. And, you know, fun fact, they did record the song in Inglewood, New Jersey. And the song was just oh, wow. supposed to be a demo um, mm-hmm. to get them a record deal. Um, so Rob Bay said that their manager encouraged them to get into the studio, make the song. And they just threw the song together. It wasn't really planned. It was spontaneous. They were together. Yeah. Wow. He said that the sample was a big impact on the song. And people (laughs) at one point, they were saying the woo, yeah, has to go. Like it was too much. Um, And they they were like, oh, I think you're overdoing it. But he had to fight that. And he was like, I'm going to keep it throughout the entire record. And it honestly makes the song. Like it sounds so great. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. I mean, it's iconic. Um, yeah. The song made them an overnight success, and they went from performing at like block parties for free to performing at clubs and arenas, and then being on tour. So this song is just 
it's everything. It's, it's quintessential it is. hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? So, it is, yeah, absolutely. Um, and RIP DJ Easy, Easy Rock, he passed away in 2014 from a diabetic seizure. But oh, Robin wow. still, I think he still um, performs it and stuff, too. I bet he does. Yeah. Everybody it's the moneymaker. Yeah. It's the moneymaker. That end of the end when he said, get loose, and they like their little yeah, spark. Yeah. It tastes too. Yeah. It tastes too. I love that part. I love yeah. that part. It's a great, like, dance song. Hit it. Yeah. Like, Erica, yeah. hit it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a great work, workout song, everything. Like, yeah. Yeah. Good song. yeah. Feel good Pretty song, true. all that. Good hip hop song. Uh, my second song is They Reminisce Over You. Ooh. Ooh. I reminisce for a spell, or shall I say, think back. Yeah. Yeah. Two years ago to keep it on track. The birth of a child on the 8th of October. A toast when my granddaddy came sober. Count all the fingers and the toes. Now I suppose you hope the little. But my girls. That's a good one. This song is on a lot of lists of greatest hip hop songs ever. It it, Mm -hmm. because it's like pure nostalgia. I was like reading, I was watching the video on YouTube, and obviously I'm always reading the comments. And a lot of people are like, "Oh my God, this is taking me back when I was 10. I remember listening to this. I can see the Jordans and the starter jackets when I'm listening Mm -hmm. to it. Like Mm they're just talking about all this stuff. Like this is a good song. Like this is quintessential hip hop and all that stuff. Yeah." Um, but me my introduction i don't know exactly where i heard this song first but i remember watching the riley was here episode of the boondocks and he and this bob ross character were being chased by police and i heard the horn the familiar horn playing in the background but it's from a different song and i was like i know that horn like i've heard that horn and I, I can't figure out where I heard that before. It was bothering me so much. And it was like before the time of like Siri and Shazam and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. like, where the hell did I hear this song from? <laughs> and I, I did a little bit of digging. And then I found that the song that was in the episode is called Today by Tom Scott and the California Dreamers. And that's the song that's being sampled in Troy. So, mm. and y'all know I'm a sucker for jazz. I'm a sucker for horns. So I was like, I really, lo- I really love the song. Then I found that it's from this. I probably originally heard it from the hip hop song, Troy. And then I yeah. got into the, the sample. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yes, that sounds the most familiar to me when I, got, <laughs> when I finally got to it. So, um, yeah, Pete Rock and CL Smooth on here. They did their thing. Mm-hmm. Pete Rock, he was the... He did the producing, so he's known to flip jazz songs and use horns as hooks, which you can hear in this song. This song was released in 1992, still before I was born. And um, this was from their album, their debut album called Mecca and the Soul Brother. Hmm. Um, It's a song literally about reminiscing on old times, about how CL Smooth grew up and he pays a tribute to their dear friend, Troy. So it also is an acronym for they reminisce over you. So they're reminiscing over life and what it was. And also their friend who passed away accidentally um, from a fall following a show in 1990. He Mm. was only 22 years old and he was a background dancer for Heavy D and the Boys. So he fell in that. And it's really sad. They were they were all very sad. You know, they lost a friend so young and from something that like could have they felt could have been prevented. And, you know, it's like a freak accident if you think about yeah. it um yeah yeah so the death of their friend really hit them hard uh, especially pete rock and he he didn't know like he was really depressed during this time he said 
he said how he made this beat while he was depressed for a long period of time. He doesn't know like how he did that. Um, he stated in several interviews that this song has made him emotional, especially when he first heard it, especially when he first heard the sample. And then when he first heard the song and what it sounded like with CL Smooth's verses, he would, they were like yeah. crying in the studio. And I was like, yeah, I would too. Like that is, it's crazy. So, yeah. um, this was it's been on like i said a, a lot of different lists this was number nine of the some of the best hip-hop songs 150 best hip-hop rap songs of the Period. 90s on the beats rhymes and lists um website and i think the summary under the song that they said in this website really sums up how you feel when you hear the song they mm-hmm. said pete rock's masterful use of the saxophone samples creates a melancholic ba- backdrop that perfectly complements cl smooth's heartfelt reminisce reminiscence of his youth and tributes to those he lost it's not just a song it's a time capsule capturing the zeitgeist of the 90s hip-hop scene with an emotional resonance that remains poignant even decades later so i was like oh yeah yeah that's exactly how you like it yeah no no matter where you are when you hear this you're just like yeah them horns come in back. man takes you they, back they did that when they, they were, really did when they reminisce over you my god my god it's such a good song and my last song yes my last song (laughs) is a remix but i had to put a woman on here because like it wouldn't be right if we didn't do that you know what i'm saying like and i had to put a pioneer on here so my my last song is from 1996 cold rocker party mc light featuring had to end on a fun note obviously um so like i said released on in 1996 on her bad as i want to be album this is the bad boy remix version that a lot of people recognize um she did have another version uh produced by rashad smith um Mm -hmm. which is on her album um but this is just a good ass song and it's just like a perfect backyard party song like you just have you want to have a good time Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um mc light like i said she was a pioneer in hip-hop she was first solo female rapper to release a full album which we know as light as a rock and that was in 1988 um and at this point in the game when this song was released she has like 10 years under her belt and this is her fifth studio album damn so yeah so she's you know heavy hitters you know coming out um, the single that was released had Missy Elliott on it, which was perfect because this was Missy's like beginning. And right. um, mm-hmm. he was basically, it felt like she was ushering in a new era of music, of hip hop, and then like giving the, passing the torch to Missy. So I thought that was really cool that she had Missy on there. And then it also samples one of my favorite Diana Ross songs, Upside Down. And <laughs> This was a very successful single for um, MC Light. It was like number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100 and then number one on Billboard Hot Rap Songs in 96. So she was doing her thing. I rock the body, rock the body. So yeah, those are my songs, y'all. Hey, you're back. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it records. I don't know. It didn't stop recording. It stopped. There we go. All right. I'm a what you got. <laughs> oh, shit. Let oh, me wait. talk real fast. Not the jump. 
Wait, what am I supposed to do? I know. It's, it's, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Um, okay. So to, to, get, <laughs> to get mine started, I just first want to say, remember the days when VH1 used to actually have music and videos and all that stuff on it and not just yes. um, yeah. love and hip hop and shit? And- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so once upon a time in high school, VH1 had this uh, show called, like, you know, they used to like, I love the 90s and stuff like that, but they used to have, they had one for hip hop. They were like the top 100 hip hop yes. songs of all time. So yes. I just got to say big shout out to that because I was in high school and I discovered a lot of like old school hip hop, especially through that, through that show. So like they were yes. over you, like the electric, electric relaxation, you know, like all that, like I discovered that through that show. So I was happy. I actually went to iTunes and bought some of the music. Like, that's how much I felt falling in love with the, mm-hmm. the songs, old school songs they had. But anyway, so my number one, thinking of a master plan, because ain't nothing hey. those plans out of my hand. So I dig into my pocket, all my money is spent. So I dig deeper, but still coming up with lint. So I start my mission, leave my residence, thinking, how can I get some debt presidents? I need money. I used mm-hmm. to be a stick-up kid. So I think of all the devious things that I did. I used to roll up this is a hold up. Ain't nothing funny. Stop smiling. We still don't nothing. Move but the money. Let Michaela play the song. I was waiting for her to come in. That's why I was pausing. I wasn't sure she went right into it. I said, am right. I supposed to play it? I thought we were going to say the title and then you're going to let me play it, girl. Then you can rap. Nah, nah. Thinking of a master plan. Hey. This ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand. So I dig into my pocket, all my money spent. So I get deep up, still coming up with lint. So I start my mission, leave my red. Yes. <laughs> Paid in full by Eric B and Rakim. Right. So you gotta remember, this was back in the days when the DJ name came before the MC, you know, because it was really the DJ that the MCs were like looking forward to connect with. And once upon yep. a time. So, yeah. Anyway, um, so this was actually the last single from. The album with the same name, Paid in Full. And it didn't become popular until the group Cold Cut released a remix of it. So the remix mm. is the version that you see in the, the video. Like, oh, um, okay. you know that song that you hear at the beginning of the candy shop? That's that's where this this is the song that it comes from. Okay. Um, well, the Cold Cut remix of it. But that was really kind of, that's kind of like catapulted the song into like pop mainstream or whatever. Yeah. But, Mm-hmm. It is, it is a classic. Like when, when you're talking about like a master class in rap, storytelling, flow, rhyming, the DJ scratches, the journey through song and imagery. Like this song is it, and I, I feel like this is a song that like a lot of people kind of say like they reference that it's like changing the game, right? Because yeah, it came out absolutely. in 1987. Um, you know, like. They they talk about Rakim's like the way he flows and the way mm-hmm. he the way he rhymes very the, melodic very mm-hmm. melodic right and the funniest thing is that the song is only one verse it's only what sixteen yeah. bars <laughs> it's not even long like it's long as far as like like the the production and the the mixes and stuff like that but his verse it's just one verse mm-hmm. but he's able to accomplish all that in one verse and you know a little bit about Rakim you know he has a jazz background so he was influenced oh. by jazz music. Yeah. Um, he played the saxophone, and um, I, I think he was also a fan of uh, John Coltrane. John Coltrane, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that, that all you hear all of that in the way that he rhymes and like he listens to the beat. I think I saw something that said that he would like write, he would make like sixteen dots and like literally fill in like the lines just to go with the beat. Like he just had a very like 
structured way of how he did it. And, and I think I think it was Cool Modi, Cool, cool Modi, who said um, any MC that came after 1986 had to study Rock Him just to know what mm. to be able to do. You know, in, in 1986, Rock Him gave us flow, and that was the rhyme style from that point on. Anybody MC MC yeah. was forced to focus on their flow, yeah. and he said people didn't even use the term flow before before Rock Him. Then so, use what? The I'm term sorry. flow. Oh, flow. Like they yeah. didn't, people didn't even say that. And so Rock that makes sense home. because if you think about it, you think about the message and all those. Other, they're yeah. all like, oh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I went down to the store, and then I went and I went and I bought the guy, and I got a guy, and then and I'm not and then I see pretty girl up the block, and then I heard my car ringing, and then I went down to the store, and then I remember. And I'm like, okay, but like you said, but Rakim, he like, he's just smooth with it. Like, he was you know, way too smooth for that. And even yeah, he's like, I'm not, I'm not doing that sucker MC stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, shout out to the legends they paved the yeah, way. Yeah, shout out to those who paved the way. I'm saying Rakim said that. I didn't say me. <laughs> I know that's right, but but even but speaking of like the people who came before him, so there was a quote from MTV where they said that we had been used to MCs like Run DMC, Chuck D, KRS One. Hopping on the mic, shouting with energy, but Rakim took a methodical um, approach, like you were saying, and to his microphone, his microphoning, and he had a slow flow, and every line was blunt and mesmeric, mm-hmm. and that was that's really perfect, and I think that's what makes this song such a classic. Um, people, a lot of people say like Juicy is one of those, and Juicy is a classic, like it is, it is. A <laughs> I'm not saying song. it's not right. I'm, I'm not saying it's you. not. <laughs> As for me and my house, her name is painful. Right. Not spelling it out. As for me, like painful is that like it's I put that up. It's that girl. Mm-hmm. It is yeah, it's like the standard for everything else. Like and Eric B, um, he did his thing too, right? As a as a DJ and a producer on the track. He definitely did his thing, like the, the mixing at the end. And you know what happened to piece Like it was perfect. CJs, they be doing their thing. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. No, who cares that he um, took Wendy Williams's uh, rental car and didn't? <laughs> oh, I, didn't even I had a feeling you were gonna bring that up. Musical mess. Musical mess. Oh, oh, oh. All right. I guess I could have saved that for the we go, we, go we go do that. We go do that. All right. My second song is a song called "Set Adrift on Memory Bliss" by PM Dawn. Thank you for the break. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful song um mm. so let's leave new york for a second because you know new york hip hop we know let's leave new york for a second <laughs> and go across the bridge to jersey jersey city specifically oh, i thought she was gonna go all the way to- <laughs> right i think i think right. we're going on a real journey right. i think right. we're going to st louis oh, we're going- you, you go to penn station and you, yes. and, yes. and you take the first off with the caucus and then you take the bus she had me fooled I mean, New Yorkers act like Jersey is so far away sometimes. So no, I, I no, long distance it is. It, it depends. They could swim. Not swim that part. Not swim. Not that nasty ass country. Triathlon? That that's the part of it. No, ma'am. Anyway, we in Jersey City now. 
which is literally like you go through the tunnel and bam, a stone's right throw there. away it's a stone's throw one away stop. it's one stop <laughs> a stone's throw away okay it's one pass well, stop yeah two. but but let's let somebody from jersey just jersey city city from new york the new yorkers would not be, not be cool with that so it's different it's different but anyway that's what pm throwing is from i don't know i'm gonna say i ain't never heard that <laughs> It's, it's the two, to the listeners, it's the two New Jerseyans against the Louisianian. I'm just saying, all the North Jersey oh, people, brother. they never say that. Anyway. They don't confuse, they don't confuse the two. I ain't say they confuse. See, they, ain't, they wasn't even listening. It don't matter. Let's talk about PM. Let's talk about PM Dawn. Because they don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, so PM Dawn is, is a group consistent. Yes. Whatever. TM Dunn is a group consisting of two brothers, uh, Atrell and Jared Cortez, um, also known as Prince B and DJ Minute Mix, respectively. Um, so I honestly think this group was way, way ahead of their time with their sound, um, eccentric, ethereal, utopian, mystical. Like, those are some of the words that I would use to describe their music, like their style, everything about what they were doing. And it was actually part of the reason why that they were originally turned away from a record deal because the other, um, like the record exec- execs were like, we already have a group like this. And it was none other than De La Soul, but um, oh, they basically were just like, wow. we already got a group like that, we don't need another. Cause you yeah, know, it makes sense. It makes one. sense, yeah. Um, and, but they was just like, they didn't give up. They kept they kept searching and they found um, uh independent record label, which was probably honestly for the, the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and, this this was a uh, the third single on their first album and it was a smash. It was literally a smash hit. It went number one on the Billboard. This was the first single to go number one on the Billboard um, after uh, the Nielsen Sound Skin was introduced. So this was oh, wow. that was a big deal, right? When that wow. happened, because um, the Nielsen because before it was like all manual, but mm-hmm. this is like super accurate. And so they literally like in pure sales and, and airplay and all that stuff like. They were the number one song in the country, so that's cool. it says a lot about mm-hmm. about the, the impact of the song. But um, and if you and speaking of um, Pain and Paul, the last song I just did, um, the the drums um, sample the same Pain and Paul drums that you kind of hear in the beginning of the song. So oh wow, it was pretty cool. If you listen to it, you're like, oh shit, this is the the same drums that the Eric B used, um, which it sounds really good. And it also samples. Bah, 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 bah. Definitely hear that. Yeah, the song called "True" by the Spand Spandau Ballet. I, I, I don't know if I said Spand. I don't know if it's Spandau or Spandau. I knew, I knew the song was true. I ain't know the artist. true. So yeah, and the guy who um, sang in that group was actually in in this video too. They he was a part of the video, which I thought was oh, cool. cool. Oh, cool. That's cool. And, and the video was like trippy, but it was like really beautiful as well. It was, yeah. it was a beautiful video. Um, Maybe in the pool and all this. Yeah, it ain't a pool. Yeah. He, he, you know, um, skipping and shit on the sand. Like it's it's just <laughs> it's just very all the colors and stuff is very pretty. Hey, um, and rap is not a monolith, so just like black people aren't. So it's not. That's why it, I said it, they were way ahead of their time. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, though Prince B did pass away, um, he suffered from a stroke Aww. in 2005, oh, and he wow. eventually um, passed away, I believe, in 2016. Aww. And so then they got um, his cousin, Doc uh, Doc G, took over the PM Dawn trademark and the music rights. But of course, you know, money is the root of all evil. Mm. Um, the original recording of "Set Adrift" on Memory Bliss is no longer available 
anywhere on any streaming sites, right? You got to go to wow. YouTube mm. to get the original song because Doc G, he Don't say that too loud. the song. <laughs> oh, mm. yeah, they're going to take that down. <laughs> right, right. Doc, Doc G, re record. I can't. Allegedly, we played that. Allegedly. We played that allegedly. Now the reason I'm going to laugh. I can't. I version with his version and so, so because he wanted all of the profits to come directly to him so he re-recorded it and he could do that because he he took over the you know the trademark and the rights which is is unfortunate oh, wow. so if you do want to listen to the song which i encourage you to do go to youtube because that's where the original is don't listen to the ones on spotify or, or apple music or youtube music but yes set a drift <laughs> beautiful song mm, beautiful song uh, one of my favorites really nice song all right and my last song from this first uh, wave of hip hop is The Rain, Super Duper Fly. When the rain hits my window, I take and read some endo. Me and Timberland, we sing a dangle. We so tight that you get our style. Angle. There you go. Can we get a nine? Like Coco, so so. Wanna play with my yo yo? Hey, beep beep. Who got the keys to the Jeep? Vroom. Iconic. Iconic line. Are you kidding me? So iconic. Look, every artist does not strike with their first single, and definitely not their first album. But Missy, excuse me, Melissa Arnett Elliott, she did both, right? She took the rap game by storm when she dropped the rain super duper fly. Um, she'd already been in the industry for some years, right? Writing and producing for others. She was mm-hmm. in the group Sisters. You know, she had worked with Genuine and Leah and Timbaland, of course. But like when she decided to go solo, like and as like as a solo artist, holy shit! Like she really changed the game with this. Um, so the song samples "I Can't Stand the Rain" by Ann Peebles. Um, and Missy, Missy and Timbaland kind of created a, cl- a classic hip hop song that wasn't like anything that was out, right? It was, again, something that was so far ahead of its time, taking that sample, flipping it the way that they did, like kind of bringing the old with the new for that for that time. It was like genius. It was perfect. And funny enough, when you talk about critics and stuff, not everybody was on board with this song. Like some critics felt like it was lazy and they felt like it did yeah. not compare to some of the songs that she had done with SWV and Genuine and Aaliyah, um, they kind of felt like it was a lazy attempt, attempt um, by Missy. But I would say that one, real hip hop fans always have always loved this song for sure. Mm-hmm. And I also think that this is a song that has aged like fine wine. Like absolutely, it, the, the every every year that passed, like when you hear this song, it just keeps getting better and better. You appreciate it more and more. And I think that other people outside of like the hip hop culture now have a greater appreciation for this song as well. Um, but you know, I they just be hating, you know, you, you know, they don't be understanding. So they decide to hate, but it's legendary. Um, and it does not sound like anything from the past or present still to this day. It's timeless. Like it does not sound like anything. It's crazy. Um, and then of course I got to talk real, real quick about the video. Iconic mm. video. Probably Missy's most iconic video, to be honest with you. And it was her Probably. first solo video. Um, were, you, were you talking about, like, the Hummer? 
the the garbage bag leather blow up suit yes. of course the finger waves the, yes. the eye lens the yes. wig the dancers the stiff dances the the, the cameos right SWV and seven up little Diddy like yeah. you know of course Timberland was in there as well and it was directed by freaking Hype Williams your first solo video directed by D Hype Williams who was a who was an icon like in his that. own right his uh. in his own right like please stop like this was 1997. <laughs> This 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 song came out in 1997, and I feel like again nothing has compared to the sound and and the the production, the video. Nothing has compared to that. Maybe maybe some of Missy's other songs you can, I mean, other videos you can compare to. But like I feel like you, anyone, any other artist, no, no one doesn't have anything like that was so experimental and iconic like that. So nope, the rain, no. super duper fly, is my my last one. Nice, good song, yes. great choices, great choices. Yes, yes. All right, let me close this. Here come the hip hop queen. <laughs> I ain't say all that, but I do love it for hip hop. You are the hip hop queen, yes. <laughs> compared to all I, I enjoy hip hop, and <laughs> as a disclaimer, this is the hardest thing I do in my life. <laughs> I hit up, I sent Michaela my song. She's like, You sure? I said, no. <laughs> I had to ask. Her. I said, You sure? <laughs> Man, it was so hard. But I was like, you know what? I feel like there's songs that like obviously all of us know and then I want to incorporate some local stuff and anyway, yes. I'm a, I'm gonna jump in. First one, <laughs> you know, I gotta bring up Jersey again because yes, it's not New York. However, there's a lot of artists that came from Jersey that was also in the hip hop scene. So this first song is Chief Rocka by Lords mm. of the Underground. Mm-mm. Yes. 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 <laughs> Boom Chakalaka was my signature on my yes, phone. Girl. Oh, girl. What? Yes. Boom Chakalaka. No yes. When the text message, Boom you had to shakalaka. wait until the end, like till at night to send the text messages. That was my signature. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's Boom Chakalaka. I was dead. Wow. But yes, this is a song from 1993. So I don't know if I was born yet, but it was that same year. Um, I had to add a local rapper. Two of the um, members from this trio came from Newark, Brick City. Mm, Brick City. <laughs> and the third member, whose um, name is DJ Lord Jazz, he actually came from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so the two members, the two rapping members, Dupree Kelly, also known as Do It All, and then Altariq Wardrick, also known as Mr. Funky. Okay. Um, and they all met in college. So they were all undergrads at Shaw University. Oh, in North Carolina. Sure, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So a friend of Do It All introduced the group to producer Marley Mall, who's the legendary producer, mm-hmm. and invited them to record at his hey. studio. Um, and also, fun fact, in 1990, Redman used to DJ for Do It All wow. at the club in Newark. So, like, it, it wow. always works together. It's, it's yeah. just a small world. Um Chief Rock is the third single released from the Lords on the Underground's debut album, Here Come the Lords. And this is probably their biggest song ever um, <laughs> that came from the group. Um, what I love about this song is like in the early 1990s or up to early 1990s, rap and hip hop was about like boasting. Like you just talked about how you're the best rapper and you just spit like I'm the best MC. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's. It just it's, it's a boast, boastful type of rap, and and I appreciate it. Um, this song yeah. is about how the great Chief Rocker, or they call <laughs> the head of the group, 
and how he's the best farm spitter. And it's funny because both um, Mr. Funky and Do It All both refer to themselves as the chief rocker. So, like, who's a real chief rocker? <laughs> anyway, they, they have battle it out. Versus. Right. <laughs> right. Versus. Um, so, yeah, it goes back and forth. Some of the lyrics, um, but they don't understand. I'm the motherfucking man. I amazed and astound. Rhythm up and down. Smack a group of them around. Let them know who wears the crown. Who's the tip of the top, the cream of the crop, the best under the sun. I'm the lord of teeth rocker number one, Mr. Funky. Oh, Ooh. that's where that line comes from. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, and I also appreciate this video because, or this song because the music video it gives old school hip hop. So hip hop is not just about rapping, right? It's about the break dancing of it all. It's about DJing, yeah. and you have all those features in that music video. So you'll see um, dancers breaking down and doing their thing. You see the rappers rapping. You see them wearing the Chuck Taylors. Um, yeah. You see the DJ. So it's just very reminiscent of the like old school hip hop scene. Um, it became, like I said, the group's most successful single. It, yeah. And by the end of 1993, they uh, received an award from BT as the best rap group of the year. Mm. Um, they were also Grammy nominated, but it's funny that they lost to none other than another Jersey icon, Queen Latifah. I mean, I mean, I mean, sorry, not sorry. It makes sense. It makes sense. So, yeah, I love this song. It was sampled a lot of times as well. Uh, B.I.G. also sampled in Machine Gun Funk. Um, Kanye West apparently um, sampled a part of it um, in Guilt Trip. Uh, That's what I was thinking about when you said number one, she brought (laughs) That's what he said in the song. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. No, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I need to listen to the song. Yeah. Yeah, go listen to the album. What album is that from? Jesus. Oh. 2013. Here we go. All right, historian. All right, historian. So, yes, this first song. All right. Now, y'all know I love me some bad boy records. I love everything about it, except for we talk about it. <laughs> One of my favorite, none other than the bad boy, right? None other than the bad boy. I, of course, had to pick a Biggie song. Like, of course. And what's hard again is that it was hard to pick a Biggie song because I love them all, but the one I want to talk about is Warning. Who the fuck is this? Page of me at 546 in the morning. Crack a dawning, now I'm yawning. Wipe the cold out my eye. See who's this page of me and why. It's my nigga Pop from the Baba Shop. Hey, hey. Ooh, yeah, but spot and her some intricate shot. Yes. He was spitting. The drums Ooh. sound like gunshots. Like the way it's like Literally. banging on there. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Wake you up. Yes. Who yeah. the fuck is this? Hated me at five forty six in the morning. I get on in, now I'm yawning. Wipe the coat out my eye. You know how hard it is to get woken up at five forty six by Dan Pager. You got cold in your eye. You with the two baddest women next to you in your in your bed. Ooh. Ooh. You know how hard it is. I would get pissed off too. Oh my god. What, what an iconic opener. Yeah. What an iconic opener. Yes. Yeah. We know Damn, why they want to stick me from my paper? Damn. <laughs> yes. Come on. This came from his uh, 1994 debut album, Ready to Die. Classic. And one is just that. It's a warning. 
It's a one yeah. for y'all hating ass niggas. And you know, it's funny, we talked about musical mess when it comes to Quavo and like you have to watch who's who surrounds you and who you let in your circle because this song to me is like a testament to that. Mm. He was basically talking about how his nigga pop from the barber shop hit him up and was like, Hey, some dudes you used to mess with they are jealous of you. They see how much money you're getting now and the fame that you're getting and they trying to they trying to kill you. They trying to murder you and watch out. And Big was like, Oh, word? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the song he just starts spitting about all the shit that he's gonna do, about how it's like you messed with the wrong one. Mm. The wrong one. Um, what I love most about Biggie and of course Bad Boy Records in general is that they sampled a lot of old school funk music old school jazz, mm-hmm. old school soul and blues. Um, so for this song, there's a couple of samples. You have Walk On By by Isaac Hayes. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Freak of the Week by Funkadelics. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's song is so hard. And I had to choose this one because I think this was the first song that I've ever heard that was so raw. Mm. That was so like it was. explicit. Mm. And it's it's definitely that type of song where it's like, your mom was like, ah, uh-uh, you ain't listening to that. Have your ears. <laughs> Cover your ears yeah. or what she was are playing this, she'll turn to? real quick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What are you, the fuck are you listening to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, probably one of the first, like, violent songs I heard of um, in my young <laughs> age. <laughs> and huh, I love it. Um, it was one part of this song where he starts going off, and this is because Pop mentions Biggie's mom. And they talked about, oh, they even heard about the crib you bought your mom out in Florida. And then oh, Biggie Media said, right. call the coroner. It's going to be a lot of slow singing and flower bringing if my burger low alarm starts ringing. Damn. Now he Yikes. was a lyricist too. Yikes. A lyricist. What do you think all these guns is for? All purpose war got the Rottweilers by the door and I feed them gunpowder so they can devour the criminals trying to drop my, trying to drop my decimals. Yes, uh, when the Rottweiler was, was the dog. Yeah, it's not the not the uh, pit bull. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you said Rottweiler before the pit bull. Rottweiler. Stay away. Mm-hmm. Yes. Stay away. Those Stay away. Stay away. Gunpowder for lunch. <laughs> and he kept going on and on. I bring pain, blood stains, or what remains of his jacket. He had a gun. He should have packed it, cocked it, extra clips in my pocket so I could reload and explode on your asshole. I fuck around and get hardcore. Go go to your door, no beef, no more, nigga. Feel the rough, scandalous. The more we I smoke, I puff, the more dangerous. Oh, yeah, they're going to get us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. And then at the end of the song, it, it shows the two whoever was trying to get get uh, go after him. They went to his crib. It must have been at night because they couldn't see shit. And then one of them like, "Yo, you got a red dot on your on your, your forehead." He's like, "Oh shit!" And then he realized he also had a red dot. And then they both got shot and they killed. Mm. That was the end of the damn song. Yeah, ready to die. All right. Ready to die. So like I said, there's so many songs with Biggie, but like I want to emphasize this song because it was just so violent and like I know that's 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 a controversy within itself. Talking about how like the lyrics from hip hop influenced yeah. the youth. And I guess I could get it. I could see that from this song. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, it was a story. <laughs> it was a yeah. story. But, but yeah, story. I mean I, whatever. <laughs> I mean if you come from my mama too, I might have to rap too. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Called Corner. And then final song. 
<laughs> still going with the bad boy. Um, Can't leave him so, alone. Can't leave him alone. So we know Diddy, first two artists on Bad Boy Records. One of them was Big Give Force. Yes. The second one was Craig Matt. Yep. And this song, I'm not going to talk about the original because, again, I had so much trouble trying to pick three songs that I want to talk about. So I was like, you know what? Let me get the remix in where there's a whole bunch of niggas up in the song. A whole bunch. Just leave it in your ear. Remix. From Houston, but I rap a lot. Uh-huh. Pack the gap a lot. Uh-huh. The flame's about to drop. Uh-huh. Here comes the brand new flavor in here. Time for new flavor in here. I'm just kicking new flavor. In your ear. Craig Jameson Mack, born in the Bronx, New York, <laughs> and was raised in Long Island. <clears throat> and he basically rapped for Diddy, just like everybody else did. And Diddy was like, I want you to be a part of my label, my new label. So apparently, technically, he was the first artist. It was a biggie. Mm-hmm. He was the first artist. And a lot of people know this about him. He like he was big from Flavoring Air, um, had a pretty decent first album second album came out and then it was kind of like crickets and that was because yeah. they want to focus more on Biggie and his and his uh career um so then Craig Mack kind of went silent literally up until like 2012 and there was a video of him on YouTube basically like at a church and they're like hmm. Craig Mack is a pastor or something but he joined like a, a Christian ministry they low-key thought it was a cult because mm. apparently the leader, you know, was charged with sexual assault and all that sexual abuse. Oh, so. Lord. Oh, Lord. So, yeah. Um, but this song, I think this is probably one of the most known songs coming out of Bad Boy Records. And this is because yeah. it was so many heavy hitters on this song. So, of course, you had mm-hmm. Craig Mack because he was he sung the original Flavor in the Ear. But you also had LL Cool mm. J. Ladies Love Cool J's. Yes. You also had Busta Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Which was one of his... Songs that he came out as a solo act, and then his cousin, I believe it's his cousin, named Rampage. Mm. Oh also yeah, on the remix. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I love this song. I love the video. Talking about videos again. This was the remix was uh, directed by Hype Williams. So again, mm-hmm. just a test of how iconic he is. Um, but again, the lyrics is maybe maybe spin. Yes, yeah, so yeah. All, all of them yeah. <laughs> you're mad because my style you're admiring. Don't be mad. UPS is hiring. You should have been a cop. Fuck hip hop. With that freestyle, you're bound to get shot. Not Can you imagine stem, someone coming up Sorry. saying that about <laughs> your music? With that freestyle, you're bound to get shot. I was like, damn. Yeah, and you know he was he was definitely talking to someone. Yeah. Definitely talking to someone. They, they know who they were. Oh, they definitely know who they were. Again, samples nice old school music so the samples uh james brown the payback yep. as well as funky drummer yeah and what i love the most about this remix is that you know back in the day remixes were actual remixes where mm-hmm. well say you, that amen you, well. yeah you may have had the original song but no that doesn't mean you just take your verses from that song and put in the remix you're right. gonna remix you're gonna it. a whole new yeah right, you're gonna spit a whole new 16 mm-hmm. yeah and that's what I love about it. It was totally different from the original as far as Craig Mack verse go. And then, of course, you have LL Cool J just being sexy and smooth as sexual as he could be mm. while rapping with some beautiful woman in the back shaking her derriere. <laughs> you have Buster Rhymes just being his loud self. and. Flavor is being... <laughs> <in your eyes. laughs> 
That's what he be doing, bringing noise. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Very this cinematic. Was original t- touch it remix. This was the inspiration. And I feel like um Diddy Sung, what's name? Christian? Diddy like oh, yeah. he, he did like a inspiration song. to this to this music video. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean we could talk about that t- uh the next week's episode <laughs> when it comes to the newer hip hop mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. musicians. But yeah, overall, like I just love bad boy records. I ain't gonna lie. I can't I can't hate on the talent that came out of that nope. and the magic, the timeless music that came out of it. You'll play any of these songs right now in a party, and the party is gonna go. It's gonna go crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm, imagine being in a party crazy. and you hear "Bad Boy" come <laughs> out and play. <laughs> you know we had to do the remix, right? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh. So yeah, those are my three again. Very hard to choose, but. Yes, oh, I'm sure. Well, y'all got some honorable mentions. I'm sure. You know we do. do. You know we Go do. ahead, list them off. <sighs> let me list just give. Let me just give another one. Cash rules Done. everything around me. Cream get the money. Dollar dollar bill. Yo. Yes. For sure. For sure. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, so much. Step into the world. Karis one. Mm. Oh, so boogie down production and yeah. my state yeah. of mind. Yes, <sighs> yes. We can't talk about the fu- the Fuji's like. Oh. Yes, Please. Fuji Law. That's Fuji my shit. Yeah. La, la, la. Shout out to Tamari. Mm. Nineteen ninety eight, especially Lauren Hill's Miseducation. That's my nice mm-hmm. right there. Given. That's yep. given. She, yep. she, yeah, she got to be talk, talked yeah. about a little bit at least. Yeah. Fight the oh, power. Sure. Fight right. the power. power definitely. Public enemy. Mm-hmm. One more chance. Yes, Ooh. of course. <laughs> this is a That's song that iconic I... video. With the yes, yes, it was. It was. Yeah. The song that I skate to is "Planet Rock" by Africa Bambata. Oh yes. 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 Good skate song. It's such a good skate song. <laughs> Oh, it was a yeah. good day, Ice Cube. This, Ice Cube, it's like oh, yes. West Coast. Like, of course, I'm I'm partial being from the East Coast, but like West Coast had had it going. Tupac, Tupac, yeah. Snoop. Yeah, I was just listening One, to um, two, three, and two, yes, yeah, Orangey, yes, regulate Orangey, yes, regulate Orangey. Such a good song. Ooh, Mob Deep, Quiet Storm, Lil Kim, and Shook Ones. Listen. <sighs> I got yourself off the realness. <laughs> it's so many, like it's Bless too it. many to name. It's, it's it's way too many. As y'all know, this Jay-Z. is hard. We even talk about Jay Z. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about him. And volume two, hard not hard knock life. But I will say that mm-hmm. I think like this next the next twenty five, he definitely is the top of the next oh, yeah. twenty five. That's, oh, sure. like, that's when sure. he really yeah. skyrocketed. But yeah, sure. that's where he start he started early. You know, he he was in Trenton too. He sure, sure was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he sure was. Yes. Um, all right. What about like some controversies? I know we briefly, I mean, Dami and all this violence, <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> briefly hit on it. But as we know, hip hop <laughs> hip hop was a new thing. In the beginning, it was all about, you know, 
what they seen in their normal life. It wasn't a lot of cussing. It wasn't a lot of explicit lyrics. But as the 80s and the 90s and crack became such a popular mm -hmm. drug and really devastated our community um, and gangster rap became a major thing in the 80s and 90s, um, yeah. hip hop started to really cause a lot of problems. What were some of the controversies that y'all like heard of? So honestly, because I talked about so much violence on my phone, like, I try to talk about like the nonviolent ones. Like, of course, we had the deaths of like Tupac and Biggie, like yeah. East Coast West Coast battle. Mm -hmm. um, there was that, but There's we also like NWA, fuck the police, like that was yeah. huge. That Very was a big huge. deal. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Also, want to bring up Two Live Crew Ooh. and the American Family Association because the lyrics were explicit. It was like, uh, uh, yeah, nah, mm -hmm. nah, we y'all can't play that. Y'all can't play that. And yeah. you know, preventing them from making money, performing at shows mm -hmm. and performing at festivals, that was a big yeah. deal. I think they even got locked up, if I'm not mistaken, oh, or shit. like really? there were I people. Think, I think the Ghetto Boys, like, Ghetto Boys got yeah. locked up, but also there was a man in florida because there was a lawyer who wanted to like ban the sale of their albums and mm -hmm. there's this uh record uh owner record shop owner who got um who went to jail like two days after the judge had ruled that their lyrics were so obscene that they shouldn't um have it sold anywhere so mm -hmm. the record shop owner i guess you know he didn't see the news right then there he mm -hmm. got he sold the album to an undercover cop and got locked wow. up and he was like i can't believe that i'm getting locked up for an album you know um so yeah they, they, they train like it's crack yeah. yeah no look but you know that's what they no. were kind of like associating it with though but like, you, yeah it, it was like every hard. other genre that people had a problem with like rock and roll jazz like once it got to the white people and the white teenagers then it it really it really started to be a problem like oh yeah. no not my son johnny like not mm -hmm. him listening to this yeah if it was staying within our within our own community it was going to be a problem it wasn't a, yeah. it wasn't a problem that much unless Absolutely. you are uh what's her name uh c dolores tucker who was just she was an activist and a feminist she was a part of like the naacp and in, in pennsylvania mm -hmm. and she had a whole like crusade against like gangster rap like she couldn't stand gangster rap i mean they even had mm. her in songs like tupac put her in a couple of his songs like what oh, like I why you say, i think that was i remember that yeah yeah she even had yeah. like she was suing tupac his yeah. estate um because of the lyrics that were uh, involving her it wasn't anything like crazy but it was mostly like yo why you keep bothering me like i'm just trying to like explain my art explain like what's going on what i see um but yeah. she and she her made her major thing was like the snoop doggy dog um i think it's the dog father album and in the album i remember this album because my mom had it and i asked my brother and i was like did you have that album or did he was like it was mommy's album but she let me listen to it and she let me sing along sometimes to the lyrics. and i remember like coming across the album and seeing like the photos and then they were explicit photos but it involved like mm. cartoons and yeah. so she was like this is like pornographic smut they're showing this to the kids and all that but like Honestly, if you're an adult and you have kids, you know what to show them, what not to show them. Like, you it's know how to. It's your responsibility. Like, and like, there were Senate hearings and all sorts of things that were happening because I mean, of gangster rap. 
And um, Yo-Yo was a part of it. Even Don Cornelius was a part of the Senate hearings. And they were just like, this is just our stories. We're just telling you our stories. Like, I can't speak for everybody in this business and why they do what they do. But I'm just telling you what I know. And it's, it's, a, it's crazy. It was, a creative, it was a creative outlet for them yes, to for a lot tell of their stories. And to yeah. some, of, some of them off of the street, too. Yes, exactly. Yes, you know? exactly. If, if I remember correctly, I don't know if it was I don't know if it was that activist or not, but I know Tupac. That's one of the reasons why he made "Keep Your Head Up" because he was getting a lot of flack for how he was yeah. speaking about women mm-hmm. on his songs. So then he made "Keep Your Head Up" and like kind of dedicated it to you know women everywhere, which yeah. was one of one of his best songs. Best song. Yeah. And if you watch his uh, "Dear Mama" documentary that they had, which is a it's a beautiful like series that they had on Hulu, um, he really like. He's like the society made me to be this person. Like I didn't want to be a drug dealer. I didn't want to do. I'm a softy. Like I like to listen to music that a lot of black people don't listen to. I like to, but because of my environment, I have to kind of put on this persona of a hardcore person. Yeah. Otherwise, then yeah. you know. But you know, you think about his, where his background. Like his mom was a Black Panther. Yeah. Like he, his godfathers and stepfathers were Black Panthers. They were people who were doing something in society. His mom got herself off was her own lawyer so it's less like it's i don't know if they just didn't do their their research or they're just assuming the worst out of some of these artists but it's it's really crazy how much you know of a controversy everything was and then yeah there were like sexually explicit lyrics and yeah you know women who are really like (laughs) the bar was getting higher and higher you could say whatever you want lil kim was one of them I mean, but Lil Kim yeah. was also. I was gonna say, yeah, she was also one who would, you know, they, you know, there are several talk shows where they show up and they're like, why right, you have to talk about it's, this? It's that yeah. one video, yeah. 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 I think it was like her and Foxy Brown. They were on the same show and they were like, you guys are, you guys are just sending these messages to teenage girls yeah. about being sexual, blah blah. blah. Yeah, like, no, like y'all can know. I think it yes. was just hate and jealousy. Was. Like she, she looked good. Everybody know that iconic ass album cover. With her yeah. hands on both of her on both of her knees, like, and I mm-hmm. feel like they probably just was like they their men, their husbands, boyfriends, whatever was probably, you know, and they probably felt some kind of way about this woman being able to be sexually free and just free. And, and say what say whatever that she wanted to say about her body yeah. or about you know men and stuff like that. I don't think they had seen or heard a woman a woman do it from that perspective, and I think it was just really shocking mm-hmm. and like appalling to them. Um, but yeah. it was definitely some hate and jealousy in there because everything was we, in we the, got back like, in the day, everything was on the sly. Yeah. Everything was like, yeah. you know, put in a metaphor. But then you have Lil' Kim who's telling you what she like, yeah. what she don't like. She, she said don't she want this tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like she she yeah. don't want it. So like and even in the uh, I think she was on the Rolanda Watts talk show and she was mm-hmm. on there with her mom and like they had a young girl on there and she was just like, look, listen, like I prefer you not to listen to my explicit stuff because you're so young. But if you do like, don't do it just because it's in the music, like have your own, like put God first, like do the right thing and don't just go have, don't just go have sex just because it's in the music, like make good decisions. So she was telling her like right then and there, like, I'm not telling you to just be day. like this. I ain't your mama. Right. I'm not your mama. Right. Your mama right. should be telling you this stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's even crazy because, like, you know, I guess I could see it now because social media just it's just it's taking over everything. It's like no matter where you look, you you're gonna be exposed to something. Back then, wasn't like that. Like, mm-hmm. you yeah, have to yeah. actively like go out and like listen yes. to that. You have to like actively buy yes. things. And, like, 
They know thirteen year old doing all that. That's they, right. they was they were already promiscuous, sweetie. Yeah, your door was already was busted say, open. Well, not that, but in the in the Senate hearing, um, Yo Yo was saying that she was basically like, I don't know where these kids are getting seventeen ninety nine to buy a CD. Like, period. You, I'm not, I'm not not understanding where they're getting this from. Like my stuff literally states on the cd explicit like they have it on there it's, it's supposed to be on there for a reason so mm-hmm. i'm not out here pushing it to kids to listen to my music i literally put on here that you're not yeah. going to do it unless you're a certain yeah. age or whatever and yeah. right. people gonna do what they want to do out of her, that's out of the artist's control it's, that's out of their control. and i was going to say though when you mentioned that thing about uncle luke i'm pretty sure it was his case that the reason why we get the explicit the parents will advise so. yep. uh, stick on the on the CDs, but yeah, yeah, yep. man, I I don't know, I and they still say that to this to this day about the music, about the music. The reality is, people, children or adults, gonna do whatever the fuck they want to do, whether they, it's the music or not. You people have to be. Do what they want to do. You're an adult. You have a kid or a teen. You have to monitor what they listen to, or yeah. give them the clean version. You know, mm-hmm. or you know, I don't yeah. know. My parents were just different. They're just like. You're, I'd rather you hear it from us than mm-hmm. your friend who don't know yeah. anything. Yeah. I'd rather tell you the truth and what this is and what not to do and what I mean, thankfully I have parents like that, but everybody doesn't have that, unfortunately. No. no. Right. But, but I'm I'm happy that it didn't stop Lil Kim, Foxy, right. none of them, Trina from doing their thing because they gave us some classics, some hits, some bangers. And I'm happy mm-hmm. that we have the music. And as look at this. Look at history repeats itself because the music is still explicit as just as explicit as it was in the 1990s, and like yep. the, the world didn't stop us. It's, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, That's just don't listen right. to it. Just don't listen. Just don't, to just it. don't listen to it. <laughs> and there's so many other like genres, subgenres of hip hop. It's like yes, there are yeah, artists, artists, conscious, like, yes, yeah. conscious yeah. rap, clean versions, like right. But y'all, yeah. but y'all don't listen to that now. But it's out there though. That's the, I know that's been a, a lot of like issues in the past, maybe like ten years or so. Is that the conscious rappers are saying y'all keep talking about y'all tired of girls shaking their ass and this, this, and that, but y'all not supporting me. Well, I got I got twelve out twelve albums out. I got videos out. I got singles out. And don't nobody come to my show. Like y'all don't support me. So so what is it that you really want? Do you just want to control? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you just want to control. Pretty much. That's your conversation. Who would y'all consider like the pioneers of hip hop? I'm talking producers, rappers, A and R execs. Yeah. So Ooh. many. So, so many. many. Yeah. You know what? Give um Andre Harrell, may he rest yes. in peace. Give him his flowers. Yes. Absolutely. Of course. Because he, he laid the foundation that I mean, I I, I do yeah. think that Diddy would be successful regardless, but he gave Diddy a platform to to, to launch course, that yeah. boy mm-hmm. and to be able to bring in talent and all that stuff. Yeah, to be able to find mm-hmm. Diddy and all that stuff. So, shout out he to him. He saw something. Yeah, he saw yep. something. He saw yeah. a vision. He saw a vision. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm gonna say Beastie Boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You see, yes, you always got to infiltrate. You always got to infiltrate the, the others. Like, the can, white we, can we just talk about? Can we talk about black people for the white rappers? For the white rappers? No, but Beastie Boys was we good. We could do though. an episode on the non-black uh, people in uh, hip hop. It's still hip hop. Hey, hip hop reaches masses. That's how. That's what it did. That's why Not white people were so. That's why white people were so afraid of it because it's like, why is my son trying to rap? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, he wants to be a rapper. Emphasis on trying. <laughs> <laughs> Another trying. 
I'm gonna also say Roxanne Shante. Yes, Absolutely. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. Of course. Like I said, MC mm-hmm. Light before. These are pioneers yeah. for real, for Salt real. Pepper. Definitely. Salt, Salt and Pepper. Oh yeah, Salt and Pepper. Yeah. In the eighties. Yeah. They really paved the way. Come on now. Beatboxers, really Dougie Fresh. Oh yeah. It's Marquee. It's Marquee. Rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking like. We already we already gave we already said you know even though he ain't whatever we gotta give Puff his producer credit that's yeah, all I'm gonna say about that like I ain't gonna oh, go yeah, yeah, yeah. of course of course yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. he's yeah. shiesty yeah. as fuck but he was a great yeah. producer was <laughs> was um, also gotta give it up to the RZA gotta give it up yeah. to the RZA and, yes. and the and the Wu Tang Clan yes come and on the now come on now yes y'all remember that video with the bees. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Tell me this is scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it was, it, them boys was on something else, but oh, they, they make <laughs> I'm like, there's so many in this group. How, so who is who is in the Girl, group? How you keep up? <laughs> a lot of the motherfuckers. If, if if anyone has Hulu, watch that series. It's one of the best yes. series I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, was so well it was so mm-hmm. well done. It was so well done. Um, so just gotta put some respect on the South real quick because the South got something yes. to say. Yes, yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Master, Master, P, Master P became a millionaire selling CDs out the trunk of his fucking car. And he don't want to share none of that, that fortune. Crazy. Don't want to share shit. Wait, we talking about now. We talking about then. <laughs> we talking about then. Talking about the past. We talking about the past. Selling, know, selling CDs on, on St. Charles Street. <laughs> The ice cream man, that's what they used to call him. Um, and gotta give it up for baby, put some respect on my name, Williams, and, yes, his, and his brother Slim. Are we done? Are we just finished? Yeah. Finish, are mm-hmm. you done? Like, cash, cash money, no limit. Like, yeah. you, there would be no Wayne without no cash money. No Drake, no Nikki, no Drake, no Nikki. No Drake, no Nikki. Cash money. Yeah. And, all, and that all started in New Orleans, like with, with yeah. baby and Slim. So, gotta give a big shout out for them. And from another producer, give him. His flowers, Manny Fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, Manny absolutely. Fresh. Stop yes. with Manny Fresh. He was producing all of them boys' albums by his damn self. We talking about 15, 16, 17 tracks all produced by him. Like he never left back the studio. To back. He, he literally lived in the studio. Back that ass up. Mm-hmm. Go DJ. Mm. 400 mm. Degrees. Very, very, mm. very iconic. Bling, bling. Like, stop playing. Stop playing. So I got to give gotta give New Orleans some, some love there. Yes, I love that. Yes. Especially, you know, we talked about all the like music, and you talked about VH1. Let's also talk about your MTV raps and ah, that guy yeah. Fetty and how like mm-hmm. he had that and all the. I think it was from '88 to like '95 that 95. it was on. Yeah, and okay. like that's just amazing that you were able to showcase rap on MTV on, yes. and like you know that's how it got to the masses that's how a lot of people started liking all mm-hmm. these different artists and you know fueling the east coast west coast mm-hmm. fuel, yeah. and all that stuff so yeah. shout out to shout out to yo MTV raps and MTV when they used to really like once upon a time. music channel yep. yeah literally once upon a yeah. time I miss those days I miss those days basement yeah, yeah. Big Tigger that they used to do the um, the freestyles in the yeah. basement. Yeah, listen, yeah. you got you had to come correct because everybody was gonna be talking about your shit if you sounded crazy. Yes, that's mm-hmm. so true. Yeah, <laughs> but one hundred and sixty Park shit. <laughs> Yeah. I was, oh, yeah, the, yeah, I was I was mostly just saying it for this time because it's the, the 73 through 98. So oh. it was like, yeah, oh, but yeah, I get yeah, it. No, no, no. You're yeah, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah, it. But yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Sorry. fair. That's fair. It's all, I get where you're coming from, though. But that's yeah, fair. exactly. And, hey, look, we have your MTV rap so that all these other shows can come out. 
So there you go. There you yeah. go. All right, y'all. We hope y'all enjoyed the hook. We're gonna get on yes. to the outro. Who going first? Who gonna tell us what they doing? Ooh. I'll be quick. I'm tired. Dami got the you know, anytime you record late, I'm just like, all right, y'all. Late. My eyes, my eyes are getting low. It is not late. I had a long day at work. I feel you. Aww. But, yeah, so, you I know, I've been having that for a couple of weeks. But anyway. I feel that. I feel that. Where are we going, Dami? In the theme of hip-hop, you know, there's so many performances this year. There's so many uh, tributes going on this year at different festivals. Um, so I just want to bring up one festival that's coming up in August. Hmm. This is called Rock the Bells Festival. Oh, it will yeah. be held in Forest Hill Stadium in Queens, New York. Um, it will be only for one day, uh, Saturday, August the 5th. Um, so it features so many of our pioneers. Mm. Queen Latifah, De La Soul, Method Man, um, Red Man, Swift Beats, with special guests, apparently. So whoever you going to bring out. And you know, Swift Beats is connected. Okay? <laughs> yes, he Salt is. Salt and Peppa, Big Daddy Kane, Rock Kim, My Mama's Man, Slick Rick, and <laughs> Light, and so much more. So tickets are already on sale. It's coming up soon. If you want to listen to some of the greats, like definitely check it out. Gotcha. Yeah, I saw that. Rock the bells. Oh, shout mm-hmm. out to LL Cool J. Yes. <laughs> Rock the bells. <laughs> I love awesome. that. What about slept on Saturday? What's what? What song did you choose? So you know what, y'all? I, I've been inspired. Um, I had a. <laughs> had a song, a reggae, a reggaeton <laughs> song, but you know, going with the hip hop theme, I've been inspired to to put up a song for Slept On Saturday that is actually um, a verse from a song that I recorded. <laughs> so no need to worry about the 12 second copyright because it's mine. <laughs> so... <laughs> So a little a little backstory. This is a song called "Love Is a Crazy Business." Um, uh, me and my friend um, from freshman year of college, Brian, we recorded the song. It was his song. He was making like his own little mixtape, and he asked me to be on on the song. And you said "Love Is a Crazy Battlefield." What's the name of it? Again? Love, Love Is a Crazy Business. Business. And, and it's, it's sampled Family Business by Kanye, which is well, I was of like, course. Of course. course. I was like, of course I'll rap something over there. So I remember I had my little composition notebook and I was in STC and I wrote my I wrote my <laughs> verse. <laughs> I had the, I had the opening verse that became the name of the song. Um and like I guess it was a song that we would play for all of our friends and it was just so cool. Obviously I'm not an artist, y'all, but it was so cool that when people, because the more people heard it, people started like rapping along with it and like saying the different lines. And I was like, oh, they sang my song. What did she say? <laughs> they sang my song. Oh, okay. And it's so funny because I was a featured, I was a featured artist on the song, but like nobody knew Brian's verse. They only knew. <laughs> oh, talk your shit. Talk your shit. 
So if I if I can when the feature when the feature takes open the song, just right. kind of like annihilates the that, song. That's when that's when you gotta cut it off. That's when I mean, cut though, like, oh, she was acting like Nikki. Was she was acting like Nikki on right. Monster. I say it's giving big Nicki Minaj Monster energy or Kanye on Put On energy. Um, but if I may, I know I'm gonna get some eye rolls and stuff. But I would like to rap my verse because obviously it's not on Spotify. It's not on YouTube. It's probably somewhere on my brick of a laptop called HP computer from t- over ten years ago. I will not maybe, roll my um, eyes. Maybe put a, <laughs> we could make a TikTok. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. And remind, mind you, I was 18, 19 when I wrote this. So okay. an adult. <laughs> my, I, I did not have a fully formed brain. But I'm doing this because we're talking about hip hop. And I feel like I'm going to hip hop history. <laughs> but this wasn't from uh, 1973 to 1998 this was from um <laughs> oh Michaela, don't start let me live let me live by the way i recorded this um in in the dorm room with a with the the uh, freaking bed was against the, the 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 cinder block wall it was it was it was hooked up a lot but <clears throat> they made a makeshift studio i know that's right yes. yeah in the trenches to. In the mm-hmm. trenches, um, two thirty-two productions. All right, so I'm gonna see if I can remember the shit. Love is a crazy business, and this is why stability would never be with us. And this is why I'm always out of town. Ain't no trying with us. But when I think about our struggles, it seems like I'm the only one who wants to rumble. You see, I, I struggle so hard to remove his lips from your face. I keep running mad, but ain't no way I'm running this race. Is that my fault? Are you blame me? Supposedly my vision's clear, but it's so hard to see you and separate you from my past. Because what I have is about to turn into what I have. I hear your promises. I see your broken heart. And I know you want me. You want us to go far. And yet I still complain yet i still find a reason to possibly just in this season least falling wind blowing my mind's floating do you love me you got to be joking what i look like trust another dude to take my heart take it molded and then cut throat it i rather lay down my own plans with my own hands without a man i mean damn is this forever is this the way because time of stand still it slowly just passes away I sit and stare at you. I kind of want you, but you extend your arms and I don't want to. Ha ha, these silly games I play are the results of what happened with dudes from yesterday. So yeah, you suffer nothing I can do. Just a Jay Brandon, Kenneth Mike, and his boo. What's love? What's passion? What's game, man? This hurt, this joy, this pain. You got bars. Wow. You got bars. <laughs> bar. That was great. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at you. So what was what was like the beat? What had to be? Yeah, it was um family business by Kanye. Okay, yeah, that was that was what it was. But yeah, that was my little verse on on that song, and then Brian had the the second verse and took it on home. But nobody remembers his verse; they only remember mine. Not you saying it again. Um, right, you, I, can't wait to, I can't wait to till you send it to us. I know you're gonna send it to us. Or you're gonna put it on it. The, you're gonna put Maybe it on the clip on Saturday. You can perform it in like two weeks. Ooh. Yes. Yes, Nami. Yes. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Well, you do it. Yes. You already said let's do it. No, so. no, no. Let I don't know the I don't know the song. <laughs> It's all right. They got, they I'm going to let you have it. I can type up the lyrics. <laughs> now RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Let's sing for your life, baby. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was, that was fun. That was really good. That was really oh, good. Jesus. Okay, all right. 
You got any more songs? Uh, no. Actually, I do have a song. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. I do have a song that I did by myself, but maybe maybe I'll share that for the next episode. That's the next episode. <laughs> Actually, hold up, bitch. All right, bye, y'all. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Listen, we... we... <laughs> Anything else on Yeah, I'ma start it. No, that's the end of the whole Saturday. Okay. My, my portion is over. I did, well you said you said something else. You said, wait a minute now. No, but okay. For the next episode. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um We hope that you guys enjoy. I didn't even say any. I don't, you I don't know why. You didn't have to say nothing. You had to. I, 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 Your tone said it all. I'm going. I'm trying to figure out how to close this shit. That's the, that's my thing. It, it wasn't even towards you. It was towards like I don't know how to let this shit go. Yeah. And they so all sang him in the party. <laughs> all right, y'all. Follow us on all the things, please. Um, IG, TikTok. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, yes. and music podcast. You already know. We made it through. Goodbye. <laughs> we sure did make it. <laughs>